0: Every youngster here on the Michigan team the strength of the day that he someday would play on a championship team and come to the Rose Bowl and play in the granddaddy of them all. Craig are the days where Jim Harbaugh floats around who's going to be the starting quarterback. He had once said that Brandon Peters would likely be the quarterback against Minnesota. Brandon Peters is the starting quarterback against Maryland this weekend. So I want to talk a little bit about that not because of the quarterback controversies or all the questions just because we've still seen after uh, a game and a half a little bit more than a half I guess we've seen such a small sample size of Brandon Peters that it's almost concerning uh, thinking about that Michigan might have to throw the ball around a little bit more in an upcoming game
1: yeah well before I touch on that I'd I'd just like to throw another uh, name in the hat Uh, Alex Melzone he looked great on Saturday He came in there at the end in a very crucial moment of the game, was able to get some handoffs in there. Uh, Looked great. And you never know. um, Twitter might be calling for him this week. So we'll see how things go on Saturday. I do anticipate uh, Brandon Peters having to throw the ball a lot more than what he did this week. Um, And definitely going forward, if he continues to be the guy. Yeah, I don't. I don't know exactly how many he threw there. I don't know if you have that pulled up, but it wasn't many. Eight for 13,
0: 56 yards. Did have that nice, nice touchdown on the on the throwback to McCune. But you know, when Michigan rushes for for three hundred and fifty yards on the ground two weeks in a row, three seventy-one in total against Minnesota, you don't really need Brandon Peters to throw. But I think that. Fans and some others are probably a little bit nervous when the scenario happens where he's forced to throw the ball. Now, he's been efficient in the little sample we've seen, and I think that I am still more confident with Brandon Peters and the little I've, I've seen, maybe more so than, than what John O'Corn showed over a few games. But it's a, it's a day-to-day uh, in terms of a consistency standpoint. Obviously, we don't get to see what he's doing in practice. Uh, but I do know that Hardball was in love with the run game as all of us were uh, against Minnesota. Not every day where you get to see three runs over, I think, 60 yards, maybe 60, yeah, 65, yeah. 77. Incredible performance on the ground. The offensive line is really coming into their own, especially when it comes to run blocking. A little shaky in pass blocking, and, and Brandon Peters took a hit. One of the bigger hits I've seen on a quarterback this season in watching football. So. Uh, was concerned a little bit there. It looked like he was shaking up some concussion protocol, possibly on the sideline. But, I mean, what do you take away from the small sample size you've seen? Do you think you're still confident moving forward when he does have to throw the ball 20, 25 times?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's kind of ironic, though, because if you think about the Indiana game this this year, um, John O'Corn only throwing for, what, 58 yards in that game, and everybody seemed to be uh, on the side of man he can only throw for 58 yards we need something we need somebody else. Um, Karan Higdon in that game by the way ran for 200 yards three touchdowns didn't have another back that went over uh, 40 yards in that game so that that might be the difference but um, and the fact that that is the game after the Michigan State game Um, but just kind of ironic that you know, a couple games like that, very close together, two different quarterbacks, um, two completely different takes by the fan base. But I think, uh, I think I'm think i more confident in looking at those two guys because when Brandon Peters only throws, um, you know, 13 times, I think the 13 times that he throws, at least 10 of those he looked good throwing. Um, and I don't even know how many of those he had time to throw on. So that's a whole other discussion, I guess, is, You mentioned the the pass blocking not being the greatest and him taking a big hit or even a couple big hits. Um, I I am confident when he gets that four or five seconds uh, to throw, I am very confident that he can make those throws, unlike maybe John O'Connor.
0: Yeah, so if you look at what he's done so far, 10 for 14, 124 yards and a touchdown against Rutgers, 8 for 13, 56 yards and a touchdown against Minnesota. You don't need him to throw. Harbaugh was asked if he was concerned that uh, Brandon Peters hasn't been able to or hasn't had to throw around a lot. Harbaugh didn't seem concerned at all in the press conference. And and really, I don't think we should be. Uh, We just both know that unless Michigan's just going to start steamrolling teams like they have the last two weeks, Brandon Peters is going to have to throw. I think that his efficiency, 61% against Minnesota, 71% against Rutgers. Now, obviously, these opponents aren't the highest of quality that Michigan's played this year, but a small sample size is really all we we need and and obviously all we can get for now. I'll be curious against Maryland to see if Jim Harbaugh opens up a little bit more for Brandon Peters, lets him get more comfortable. One of the things I did like is that first drive where there was a passing touchdown for the first score. Brandon Peters threw the ball more than Michigan ran the ball. And I think that that was Harbaugh coming out saying, we're not afraid to throw with Brandon Peters, but by the way, our run blocking, our running backs are so good that we're still going to run for almost 400 yards on you, so you don't even need to see him. So I think a positive thing, especially looking at that 33-10 win over Minnesota.
1: Yeah, absolutely, I agree. Um, I think a lot of that comes down to just the game flow. And you mentioned when Michigan has running backs or a running back that is performing well in a game, there's really not any need to throw the ball a lot. I don't really see – I wouldn't like to see Brandon Peters throw it more than 20 times um, this week especially. Um, I don't think that there should be any need for that. I guess if if we get in those third and long situations, um, maybe throw. But even even in that, what kind of throws is he throwing? Is he throwing – Um, deeper routes or is he throwing little dump-offs we'll see I would on Saturday I would have liked to see the play action there I know I've talked to a few people that agreed with that is we ran the ball so many times even if we just come out and he just throws it as far as he can and and overthrows the receiver by 20 yards just to show the fact that hey this is in the playbook and we can throw it at least that far Um, even if we're not connecting right now it'd be nice to just see him throw the ball down the field
0: do you think and i agree i don't think any more than 15 passing attempts should be necessary against a maryland team where i think we both agree michigan should handle maryland pretty easily do you think that harbaugh and staff may be saving that play action deep ball for for a wisconsin or ohio state maybe saying hey we don't want you to see as much as brandon peters is, as you'd like to at this point
1: Part of me thinks that, but but again, part of me thinks, hey, this is a guy that, it's a, it's a different animal than Wilton Spate, saving plays with Wilton Spate, who's been in those games, who has that experience. Um, it's a whole different beast going from practice to a game, so slightly think that, but at the same time, I think I think they'll open the playbook a little bit more, and I think we'll see a play action, maybe even one of the first game, or plays of the game this weekend.
0: Yeah, I would like to see that. That's one of the things, letting him air it out. We hear a lot about his arm strength. We saw some of his arm strength in the spring game. Again, another small sample size. But when Hardball was asked, he was he was happy with Brian Peters' performance. Again, you don't have to do much when you rush for as many yards as Michigan did. But uh, he did take a couple of big hits. However, he did not have a turnover. Hanging onto the ball when he got rocked, kind of blindsided there, didn't see the guy coming. Uh, impressive in itself i guess if i got hit i would not only be out for the this season i'd be out for next season and the ball probably would have traveled fifty yards the other direction so he, the the quarterback holds on to the ball he doesn't he hasn't made any really terrible throws i can still think of one against Rutgers. where he threw it right at a defender and the defender really just wasn't looking uh... but again when when you can use the tight ends and kind of the safety plugs like he has uh, even those short throws work for him His completion percentage has been impressive thus far. And like you, I think that we'll see something a little bit different this weekend. But at the same time, I'm right there with you. If he's 8 for 13 again, maybe more yards than 56. But if he's somewhere between 60 and 70 percent, 15 passes total, I'm completely happy with that as long as Michigan uh, gets a W.
1: Yeah, and real fast, touching on that hit that he took, I think that hit says a lot about Brandon Peters and a lot about this team around Brandon Peters going forward. Um, obviously he got rocked on that play and to see the reaction of some of the guys on the sideline or even the guys on the field um, and to see Brandon Peters take that hit and pop right up uh, he obviously laid there for a minute I thought he was done thought he was out Um, I thought we were going back to John O'Korn but he popped right back up and shook everybody off said I'm fine let's go bounced right back, came right back into the game the next drive. Um, I think that says a lot about Brandon Peters and just how the guys rally behind a guy like that. Um, If he laid there and rolled around on the ground, I think guys maybe think a little bit differently of him. But um, some of those plays where guys came through the line untouched, I think that's got to fall on him, Um, not changing some of the protection at the line. Um, The the linemen are set on on a... specific blocking pattern and then he needs to change those things as he sees the defense and some of that's just a young guy some of it's just his, ex- his experience level. Um, I, I fully expect there to be a big discussion around that um, in the Michigan practices this week and hopefully that gets changed.
0: One of the things that I, I did think of, too, uh, just while we were doing this podcast is Michigan, when they bust off those big runs, 60, 65, and 77, uh, you don't always expect those to go to the house every time. And so some of those, some of those drives, it's a game where they didn't even have very many first downs. Uh, And and their time of possession was really low compared to a lot of times that Michigan plays football. So maybe some more throwing opportunities would have been in that game if the run game had been even a little bit less successful. Uh, So I do think that Busting off huge runs like that against Maryland, possible, especially with the way the offensive line and the and the running backs like Karan Higdon and Chris Evans played. Even Ty Isaac the week before, but more likely to see some third down situations, probably see some more first downs against a Maryland team that's depleted, but obviously hungry and DJ Durkin looking to, to get back at uh, a guy that he coached with. So, I would say that we'll see a lot more of Brandon Peters, especially moving forward, but even this weekend. And hopefully, Craig, it's something that we like. Well, that's all we have for this episode. talking Brandon Peters, talking Michigan football, as always. Check us out on Wolverine Sounds. Uh, You can search us on iTunes, subscribe to our podcast there. Thanks for listening. Go Blue.